0: Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this episode about the book Thriving Mind by Dr Jenny Brockis. Keep listening to find out why we should all be taking better care of ourselves. back I'm your host Steph Clark and each week I share with you the three big ideas from the best non-fiction books that I've been reading and doing the reading so you don't have to. This week is the book Thriving Mind by Dr Jenny Brockis, and I think this is actually quite aptly timed so we're coming up to the end of March at the point that this episode is going live March 2021 and I feel that everyone has been running really quite hard over the last couple of months after Christmas and New Year breaks and things, and speaking to a lot of tired people at the moment. And I'm not sure if 2020 kind of just broke us, well I think it did break us in many ways, but broke our capacity for endurance and ability to to maintain a certain pace for a particular period of time, because I feel that March isn't normally the month, normally being very loosely used, isn't normally the month that people are feeling pretty exhausted. So luckily, certainly here in Australia, we're coming up towards a long weekend for Easter. Some people take some extra time off because it's school holidays and things like that. So hopefully people will be getting a bit of a reset. And this book is a good reminder of some of the reasons we do need to reset and how we're just basically horrible to ourselves in so many different ways. And whilst you might think, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that, you know, I need to eat well and sleep more and exercise and all this kind of thing. There's actually some other interesting pieces of evidence and advice and science that will help us actually just work better and more effectively and take generally better care of ourselves and live a probably happier and healthier life. So anyway that's what this book is about. I'll give you a little bit more of an overview in a moment before we go into the three big ideas. This book was very kindly gifted to me by the author and actually ended up doing a couple of laps of Australia on its way to me which was quite entertaining but it made it eventually which was great because I got to then read it and towards the end of this episode I'll give you a bit of an insight into who I think this book would be great for so keep listening for that. And if you are stocking up on some books at the moment, you can head over to the two affiliate sites I've got either with the book depository, if that is your book purchasing option of choice or bookshop.org if you're in the US you can head over to my affiliate sites bookmark those on your on your phone in your notes app or just on your computer so next time you're buying a book you can support the podcast at the same time and if you're not in the market for buying a book but you would like to say thanks for me doing the reading for you you can head over to the link in my podcast show notes to buy me a coffee to say thanks and help support the podcast all right let's get into it let's find out a little bit more about the book in Thriving Mind, Dr Jenny Brockis draws on deep research and 30 plus years of helping people solve persistent and serious problems to provide science based strategies for overcoming them, as well as the habits to help avoid them in the future. Walking you through common issues such as loneliness, stress, relationship breakdown, loss of social connection and mental health issues, Dr. Brockes shows us that there are practical ways to alleviate or even banish these difficulties and to reclaim a sense of meaning and vitality you might not have felt in years. Whatever your worries, it's important to remember you're not alone and that by using the tools and strategies outlined in Thriving Mind, you can take real scientific steps towards reclaiming your humanity and start doing the things today that will bring a brighter tomorrow. Dr. Jenny Brockis is a medical practitioner and board-certified lifestyle medicine physician specializing in brain health and mental performance. She works to inspire others to become the best versions of themselves by translating the findings of the neuroscience and positive psychology into simple practical tools that enable people to work smarter, not harder. Sounds pretty good to me. With three decades' experience of working with people, she understands that while intentions may be good, changing behaviors is not always easy. As an international speaker, trainer, and author of three books, including the best-selling Smarter, Sharper Thinking, Jenny is frequently sought after as a commentator in the media and has many articles published in a variety of magazines and journals. And when she's not speaking, researching, or writing, Dr. Jenny loves to spend her time with her family, travel to new destinations, probably less so at the moment, sorry Jenny, and continues to challenge her long-standing fear of heights. All of that was taken from jenny's website there is a link to that in the show notes all right let's get into the three big ideas from the book thriving mind big idea number one is the mindful keys to happiness the first part of the book is dedicated to happiness and much of it is actually internal to you it comes from having a strong sense of purpose of practicing gratitude of having humor or showing humour mindfulness and some of the activities there a healthy positive mindset and from helping others so it's an important reminder when you read that particular part of the book around happiness that the context is around burnout so Jenny talks a little about her personal experience with burnout and her what drove her to end up having her gap year as she calls it and a lot of that is driven by work which often drives us to think about things like the next promotion, the next pay rise, the next job, the next thing to buy, the next nice holiday to take, and that those things are the answer to happiness. But reading this particular part of the book shows that actually it's all the things that are internal to us and it's being able to build a practice and habits around those that will actually give us more anti-fragile and resilient happiness that is able to withstand shocks and external pressure rather than the short-lived happiness that comes from those more material external things. So these habits are essential to a sustainable thriving mind and the the book is structured in a way that you see the brainy benefits, and it's it's got quite a nice repeating structure throughout the book where she introduces a topic, talks about the brainy benefits of it, why you might do it, shares some examples and some case studies, and how you can build those habits as well with a few good actionable steps in there too. That was big idea number one, the mindful keys to happiness. Big idea number two is eat, move, play, sleep, repeat. And it's in this section of the book, the second section which is called thriving that you'll find the brainy benefits of things like sleep of healthy food and exercise and why these are performance enhancing habits and not time detractors just for soft people who can't cope with life some of the things there in in terms of sleep are quite frightening so for example sleep deprivation increases our risk of Of and death from heart disease by 45%. That's right, 45%. And the even more frightening thing is that most studies around sleep consider fewer than six hours sleep as the the threshold for sleep deprivation or prolonged sleep deprivation if you're getting fewer than six hours sleep on a regular basis. And yeah, the, the heart disease risk comes after it's already made you less effective in decisions and having less effective memory. You, you're more dangerous, particularly if you're driving. You're more grumpy, less likeable and less likely to make healthy choices because sleep deprivation will also make you feel hungrier and probably looking for the less nutritious option, shall we say, when you want to satiate that hunger. The thriving section also goes beyond sleep, food, and exercise and talks about the importance of things like play, of getting into nature, of music, and the proven benefits of these on your work and your brain function. Now these are, or some of these are loaded topics, particularly things like diet and exercise, where every other person on Instagram who's calling themselves a wellness expert has strong opinions and a new supplement or a diet they're trying to sell you or anecdotes put forward as evidence. The book focuses on getting the basics down what there is evidence for and the proven link to performance on your work and your efficiency and your brain function and i think for a lot of people who maybe don't take as good care of themselves and think of these things as nice to haves or additional things that they'll get around to one day there's probably some statistics in here that would change people's prioritization or I would hope should change people's prioritization of some of these elements so that's big idea number two eat move play sleep repeat big idea number three is be more human we are wired to connect we have evolved that way it is good for us and it's sadly often one of the early things to go when we're feeling tired or stressed or busy even though we know it will make us feel good Building trusting relationships, asking for help, helping others, and being part of some kind of community, whether that is with friends, with family, and a broader perspective, whatever that that particular word means to you, not only makes us happier and less susceptible to loneliness, but also can make us more effective. Empathy is a big part of these particular types of human connection, and empathetic leaders and professionals are often rated as more effective. For example, empathetic doctors are actually less likely to be sued. Now, that's all great, but there is a really important part in this particular section of the book around humanness, which is about starting with ourselves, being kind to ourselves, extending compassion to ourselves and connecting with our own needs and emotions. Because again, stressed and burnt out people are often not taking good care of themselves, which is kind of why they're in that position in the first place. And doing anything for themselves is often a a second thought, but it's probably even beyond that. So whilst the big idea is about being more human we also need to be more ourselves or be more human with ourselves and be kinder to ourselves as well this is a really good reminder particularly in 2021 when we're maybe out of the habit of connecting with some people maybe there's some people we haven't been able to connect with yet because they're overseas or interstate or they live in somewhere where it's not been possible to see each other as often as we maybe would have done previously All these people we've just not had the chance or not made as much effort in connecting with. And that could be some of our colleagues as well from a work perspective. So it's a good reminder to really think about who I want to get back in touch with, who I've maybe lost a little bit of connection with over the last 12 months or so. And thinking a little bit more about the people who do mean a lot to me, how I'm going to either... Spend more time with them, even if it can't be in person yet, or for the people I now can see, how we can do some different things together and maybe incorporate some of the play or some of the exercise and movement into that connection activity as well. There we go, that's big idea number three, be more human. I thought the book was a really good all-rounder for all things wellness-related. It's not a deep dive into any of the particular areas, but if you are someone or know someone who maybe pays a little bit of lip service to some of this, thinks they're a bit invincible or they'll deal with it when they're older or all of these kinds of things and you just know it is creeping up on you or creeping up on them, a world of pain and problems, then this might be a really good thought provoker on a couple of things that they could get started with rather than having to dive deeper. As someone who reads quite a lot into this particular type of topic and field i wouldn't say i learnt anything new but there were some really good reminders in there about oh yeah i do need to put play back up my priority list or reinstate play a little bit more when it's maybe fallen off the list particularly over the last 12 months or so when it's been fewer play opportunities i'd say so if you're looking for a deeper dive into something particularly like sleep or nutrition or exercise this may not be the book for you but if you are looking for a starting point to think about all around health and a more holistic level, the, the emotional health, the physical well-being and also your connections with others. This would be a really great point to start and then dive deeper into some of those topics from some other resources or books or podcasts, etc. The book also gives really practical habits and tips that you can use to start to build some of these good practices into your life, rather than just saying this is good for you. Good luck, off you go. You need to do these things. It does give plenty of actionable steps and first steps as well, so to make it really easy for you. So there we go three big ideas from the book Thriving Mind by Dr. Jenny Brockis. Number one, the mindful keys to happiness. Number two, eat, move, play, sleep, repeat and number three, be more human. If you've read this book, I'd love to hear from you. As usual, my contact details are in the show notes, or if you just want to recommend a book to me and tell me something I should be reading next, please get in touch. I always love to talk books with people, but otherwise, until next time, happy reading.